getting right into it. This episode, this is, I believe, is going to be episode 12. Victor was last week, episode 11. And Georgiana. And that one was a cool episode, dude. I was super blessed by that one. Yeah. Especially with all the stuff that he just went through and stuff. He was able to share a lot of cool things on that. Are you talking about fire? Yeah. Or are you talking about just both? Mostly the fire. You know, just the experience that he had there is pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Did you show you that video from just No, he didn't. You gotta check that out. Alright. Make sure you're up and close to the mic when you can, boss. And, um, no, you gotta do it. Well, the trippy thing about Victor's, dude, was he was involved with hiring Eddie. You probably knew that. Okay. He was involved with a lot of things here um, way back, like 20 years ago. Yeah. When there was another Asian guy here who was like acting like Yeah. Swan. Swandy. Swan. Yeah. So, so last week being episode 11 with Victor, it was a blessing. The fact that he hired Eddie just blew my mind. Or not him hired him, but he being involved. It blew my mind because... I wanted his opinions. Yeah. I told him, I was like, dude, Eddie was, was the guy who brought me and my dad into webcast. That's how we got involved with tech. Really? That was your introduction? Pretty much. He would have you in the webcast? Yeah, just sitting. In the room? Yeah. Just click a couple things and let it go and watch it? Yeah, he taught me a little WordPress. He just got me just encouraged, like, get involved. Even though you may not be saying it, but, like, show me things. Oh, yeah. No, he he did that, like, crazy. It was super cool. And then he went to throw your name out there to get hired, too, right? He probably did with Eddie... I didn't really know Victor though. I'm saying like Eddie did though. Oh Eddie yeah, did, I'm sorry. So Vic, uh, Eddie called me and told me that he was leaving and the Lord had shown him and I said you're crazy. I hung yeah. up on him. Yeah. I was watching a movie. I remember what was that. <laughs> and my wife saw like, hey, what's what was that all about? Because she thought the conversation was a little bit different than normal. Mm. And I go, oh, it's nothing. Eddie just said he's leaving. He is and like, yeah, he's leaving. And he goes, really? Like, what's gonna happen? Which she meant like, who's gonna take his spot? <laughs> <laughs> I go, I don't know. He said it was going to be me. <laughs> and then she just, I had my arm around her and we're like watching on the couch TV. She's all, what? <laughs> I'm all, yeah, he's on the list. <laughs> then she's all, they can't pay you what you get paid. Um, and I go, I know. That's why it would never work. Anyways, watch the movie. That's <laughs> crazy. Yes, yeah, so anyways, that's why I told Victor. I was like, dude, like, you, Lord using you to hire Eddie. Eddie did a lot of things around here. So, anyways. Well, he, he's, uh, there's some guys that can be replaced. Uh, I, I'm one of them, honestly. And there's some guys that can't be replaced. I, I think Eddie's one of those kind of guys. With his expertise, his passion, his determination is just off the chart. I mean, yeah. Off the chart. So. Yeah, super cool. Now he's over there in Texas leading killing a church. Him, killing himself. <laughs> Still involved here. He's a bus Still driver. Us out. Bus driver, driver, preacher, dad, <laughs> everything else. So. Tech guy over there. He's always calling me about... He's running the sling. He's running these pocket cameras. And Are you serious? Yeah. All by himself? Yeah. So From the pulpit, you'll see his iPad right there. So and he's ready to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trained up to yeah. join our tech again once again. Anyway, so yeah, um, you know, obviously through the podcast, we've been doing a lot of um, one-on-one interviews. Uh, we've had Victor. Uh, Andy was a week before. Brad. Um, we had little Daniel. We had, of course, Jess. Jess is still, I'm looking at the numbers, Jess is still the highest. That's Everyone amazing. was just interested in that one. Yeah. Or just wanted to laugh, I think. Yeah, I don't think it was anything interesting said at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was comedy. Yeah, yeah, I think they just, every, everybody skimmed, on the team I skimmed wanted. through it. And <laughs> when I realized the quality was all the same all the way through, I just said, I've heard enough. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we've been doing these individual interviews. Uh, every now and then we've been throwing a little uh, group uh, discussions. Uh, next week we're actually doing a cool one on a kind of I took in Gabe um Bo and Jess and we talked about like just uh, the challenges of ministry especially with holidays Thanksgiving that type mm-hmm. of thing you know they shared a little bit of on or they will share a little bit next week on uh some cool things that the Lord's doing 
with their family and just the challenges that they've been going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then today we're going to do a, a different, different type of show. Um, breaking apart one of the scriptures that definitely gives us a lot of vision within this ministry, um, you know, it comes from our pastor. You know, he shares this heart of wanting to reach the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes out of Acts 1-8. And so um, this is we're just going to flow through it. Um, I'm sure, Adrian, you want to start from the beginning mm-hmm. of Acts 1 verse 1? Mm-hmm. Or how, how can we start breaking this apart? Yeah, so again, starting at verse 4, um, in the book of Acts chapter 1, it's obviously a monumental, or some people would say it's a foundational um, chapter within the book of Acts, as you see the book of Acts really is the birth of the church. Um, you see some core things happening here in the book of Acts where you see Christ is is uh, ascended into heaven. Uh, the disciples are, are watching and they're, they're seeing this happen before their eyes and then a promise is given at that point hmm. where the Holy Spirit, who is the paraclete in the, in the Greek language, it would be the paracletus, that would come and alongside of us to help us, to assist us. And as Jesus said, he wouldn't leave us abandoned. He wouldn't leave us, um, you know, as orphans, but he would provide us help, a helper. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool um, when you really start to think about how that is a promise. It's when, when the Bible speaks of promises, it's not a promise like you and me. Like, I can promise you something <laughs> and very easily, like, sorry, Cam, like, we, we ain't doing that. Like, you're promising breakfast tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that ain't going to happen. Ed's, <laughs> Ed's going to pay for that. Um, <laughs> however, when, when the Bible makes a promise, you know, you can underline that. You can highlight mm-hmm. that. You can pray uh, promises of the Bible and even remind God in your prayers, like, Lord, you said that, you know, that the Holy Spirit would be my helper and would mm-hmm. come and help me, you know, whatever that. Um, however you may apply that. So whether it's in your personal life or in ministry or just relationships in general or whatever the situation is, you can pray these promises. But in the Acts 1, you know, we're given a promise mm. that in verse 8 specifically, as you said, that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So right off the top, you see, without a doubt, that there is a promise of some sort of power that's going to come upon us. Mm. Power is something that I think can be easily misunderstood by some people. You know, in the world, in, in that context, you know, people think that it's some sort of an authority that you have. This is the power that's being, being spoken of here. Is in the Greek, it's referred to as dunamis, that dynamite power, that something that's explosive and powerful that is different from a worldly perspective. From a spiritual perspective, you see and you know when somebody is filled with the Holy Spirit. You see it in their life. You see it just in the way they conduct themselves. You see it in their body language, the, the, the words that they say, their countenance. You're like, wow, this guy is just, you can see that this person is not in the flesh. They're, they're relying on the Spirit of God. They're a joy to be around. They're easy to work with, with ministry. Things flow. Things turn out great. Um, but however, you see the flip side of when somebody's not filled with the Spirit and they're operating in the flesh. And, you know, I'll just say it's me, you know, or it's you in context of our conversation. We're a very difficult people to deal with (laughs) when we're in in that mode, for sure. But when you see that you're prayed up, you're read up, that God and Jesus is central to your walk and your relationship with your wife, your children, uh, us guys here in the ministry, or even our volunteers, whoever, you know, like, this person's filled with the Spirit. Like, I'm comfortable asking them a question or going to them for counsel or have you ever dealt with this problem or situation in your life and yet you get an answer that you're looking for that is one that's wise you know so you know we we glean towards people like that or want to be like that and that's a good example to follow for sure but the text itself is speaking to to an individual because when you look at the new king james version of that 
It says, but you, it's referring to an individual. Yeah. It's not referring to a group. It's speaking of something that's personal. So when the Lord makes a promise to me personally and says, you, you, can, you can just play with this verse a little bit and say, but Adrian shall receive, or Cameron shall receive what power, that dunamis power. Not if, mm. but you see the word when. Wow. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Some people go about their Christian walk, unfortunately, like, when am I going to be filled with the Holy Spirit? How do I know I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? I want that, you know, and some people may want it for the wrong reasons. However, you know, the right, the right one would be out of humility. Like, Lord, fill me with your power, your strength. Why? Because I can't do this walk alone. I can't. You know, there's many illustrations that you could pull from that as just things you can't do alone. But one thing that we can't do alone as Christians is to fake it. You know, some people have a worldly phrase called, you know, fake it to make it. You know, you can, but yeah. you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and you don't make wise decisions. Everybody around you knows that you struggle, you're carnal, whatever these things are, and God's not first in their life. You know, and those things grieve us when we see people that are like that. We love on them and want to help them. However, it's again, the promise is personal. Do you want this power? Mm. Do you want the Holy Spirit to govern my thoughts and my actions and the things that I do in this church and outside of this church? You know, the ministry really starts at home. How are you like at home? Because you can fake it to make it, but if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm the same whether I'm at home or whether I'm here, you know, and I want to love on people, you know, and I want opportunities to come my way. But again, it says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. There's the upon, and you shall be witnesses. So guess what? There's fruit. There's natural fruit that will happen to us when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and it says right after that comma, right after that comma, and you shall be what? witnesses. You're going to be a witness to who? To me. Mm. And where? In the various places, right? So the various places in, in the context is Jerusalem, which is home base for us, Judea and Samaria, which is, you know, outside of our, of our, of our sphere of, of, you know, for us today, you know, Diamond Bar here where we're located. However, one of the greatest things I believe is the witness that somebody has when they are filled with the Holy Spirit because you just know it. You see it. You know what it looks like. You could appreciate that in somebody else's life. I mean, how many times we've been around people and we're like, gosh, you know, that person's so fleshed out. And then we've been around people who are like, man, that was amazing. Like, yeah. this person's just easy to work with or they're a joy to work with. And like, man, like, everything just flows so great. Like, can't wait to see that guy again. Can't wait to work with him again. Can't wait to, like, do ministry with this person again one day if God should allow you know, and, and those are the people that you see that they are humble, they're mm. simple, they're relying upon God, not themselves. Yeah, God gives them gifts, and you see them demonstrated and illustrated in how they go about ministry, but you know that there's something significantly different about that person, and you, and, and you know that they have a solid relationship with God. So mm. for us here at Golden Springs, we're spoiled because we get this beaten into us that, you know, we, we need to submit to God. And as we submit to God and, and we put ourselves into his hand as the potter, you know, and the clay, that illustration that's used in the book of Jeremiah, then we know that, Lord, do with me as you may. Like, I want to be used by you. I don't want to be hindered by anything or anybody. So therefore, I'm going to surrender and in an act of surrender and worship is that I love God. Why? Because he loved me first. Mm. And as a result, I want to be filled with the Spirit. And is it a one-time thing where now I'm, I'm walking on air like an angel and I'm floating this one time? No, it's a daily thing. Like, I need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit's help in everything that I do. So, you know, hopefully that brings a, a little bit of clarity. And there's a lot of different areas where we can branch off here from this, uh, this particular verse. But in a nutshell, it's a promise. Mm. And God's promises are always um, guaranteed. You yeah. know, my promises, our human ability of promises is limited. You know, I, I'm, I'm finite as man, but with God, God's 
infinite, you know, so, and when, so there's nothing that he can't do if he says he's going to do it. And here we have a, we have a promise in, in the book of Acts that that power, that we can receive this power that can only come from God and it's from the Holy Spirit, that it's going to come upon me. And as a result of it, I get to be a witness for, for who? For the Lord. Mm. Not for to glory in myself or to brag on anything that I have to offer, but it's not about me. It's about the Lord. And in and, and the context, that's really what the scripture is saying, that it's really about the Lord, not yeah. about us. Wow. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, the um, I'm looking here in the Blue Letter Bible, like clicking into power. Um, you know, in the Strong's, it, it says strength, power. It says ability. And I think ability is crazy, you know, because that's something, the whole comparison between God's ability and your ability. And when you're walking in your own ability, we talk about a lot, right? You're going to get as far as you can, you know? Yeah. But, like, with crazes, he's talking about here is being able to use God's ability. You know, if if you choose to 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 receive his ability, mm-hmm. then you're going to be a witness from the city here to the outermost parts of the world. And you know, I think that's just something. I mean, we as tech guys, we come up with ideas of like, man, we could reach the world no problem. We could go into marketing. We could go into that type of thing for mm-hmm. sure and mm-hmm. and make it. I mean, the world's ability. The world does have an ability to reach the world, yes, by campaigning and digital stuff and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, it's talking more than just communication, right? It's not just an advertisement to, to reach the world. It's God's spirit that's going to reach the world. It's, gonna, it's, man's, it's God's that's going to reach man's heart, you know, and that ability can only come from God, you know. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot, whereas we, as men, we could communicate. Right, we can do the best we can, yeah. but we can never reach a man's heart. And you bring up a good point. <laughs> like there's several times for both you and I both, independently as well as together. Like, oh, you want a technical solution on something? Erase my whiteboard. Let's figure <laughs> this out. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Does that make sense? YouTube, anything. <laughs> you know, is that a plan? Yeah, but is God in it, or is it just my flesh? You know, mm. naturally, I'm going to say no. God gave me this ability. <laughs> like, you know, then the reality of it is, is that if God's not in it and his power and authority isn't present, you know, and if my life's not right, then it's my flesh. Hmm. It's, it's my natural abilities. Again, I'm very limited in my natural abilities. Yes, and then I have to rely on YouTube and I have to rely on everything else to supplement it. But the amazing thing is that when I'm right with God, you know, and when I'm seeking the Lord and I just got done reading something that morning that I don't even know how it really applies to me yet Mm. as I meditate on that, you know, and then all of a sudden an opportunity comes, I'll get a call from somebody that says, think about the following that we want to do in this time frame. And I'm like, okay, Lord, now it makes sense why I read that this morning. Like, okay, you already went before me. I didn't Mm. even know it, but you already went before me. You're already giving me that ability. And now you're giving me that wisdom to be able to lead us or at times God will show you that first and then you'll come to me and saying, hey, Adrian, like, here's something maybe we should think about. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that, that's in alignment with what I think God would want. And I love that. So let's talk about that and let's see how that works. And then if it doesn't work outside of my office, you know, you and I, our rule is that we can't convince ourselves of it. Mm. We're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, it just stops there and, and ends in my office and open the door and we'll just pray and figure out what else we're going to do. So, and, and that's the thing for us, as well as anybody else who's listening to this podcast, this applies to all, all areas of life, whether mm-hmm. it's your personal relationships with, you know, our friends or for some, their spouses or just work relationships here in ministry or wherever our volunteers are working at, you know, when they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're wise and they're exercising the gifts that God has to offer, mm. Dude, like the world sees it and recognizes it. They don't know how to describe it. They don't know what that is. But they do recognize that you're different. You're different. Yeah, there's something beyond that person. Yeah, and and it piques their interest a bit. And then when they find out um, whether it's purposely through a conversation or they just learn that you're a Christian, then they're like, ah, okay, I got it now. I understand now. You know, so those are cool things that can happen to all of us. But again, like it has to do with this this power that God speaks of 
that he's dying to give us. He's mm. dying to give us because he wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I remember hearing um, a story a long time ago, Cameron, and it was from the late 1800s. It was a famous American preacher by the name of Dwight L. Moody. People refer to him as D.L. Moody. And he had a pretty humble beginning, a very humble guy, everything I've ever read about him. What's the L? Uh, Lyman. Really? Yeah, L-Y-M-A-N. Uh, <laughs> Dwight L. Moody, Dwight Lyman Moody. And he, he was a normal dude. He really was in every sense. Uh, he was by any means could be referred to as like a theologian, but he he wasn't. He actually was never even ordained as a pastor, oh. but he had the gift of evangelism, and, and, and his ministry really was birthed by wanting to reach kids, and that's really how it all birthed. Oh. You know, it ended up God ended up using him in a tremendous way. But some old ladies one time at a, at a place, uh, back then they called them meetings. You know, they would get together and he would give a message. They called it a meeting. <laughs> and these older ladies were hearing his message, but they noticed that something was missing. Something was missing from his presentation, you know, what he was speaking about. And they told him that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be wow. baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he told them he didn't know what that was. Mm. He was honest. And they prayed for him and prayed for him. They asked him to pray, and he went and found a place at somebody's home that he was staying at and visiting in the city that he was uh, giving a message to. And he prayed and asked God, you know, what is this biblically? You know, I want that. I want that power so that I can speak in authority. Mm. And he said that he felt um, without a doubt that the Holy Spirit had fell upon him, baptized him. And his ministry, he said, from that day forward, was never, ever the same. Mm. You know, similar story with the great devotional writer. I take that back. He never wrote a devotional, but there's a devotional with his name on it, which is Oswald Chambers. Same thing. He didn't know what that was, mm. and even though he had been a, an Advent student of the Bible. Oh. You know, he was running a Bible college, but a very special Englishman came through his Bible college and taught as like a, a guest professor teacher and his name was fb meyer mm. and fb meyer had talked to talk to him and told him about being baptized with the spirit wow. and it changed his life it, it changed his life completely so you know and, and that's still the same promise that god gives us today is that that holy spirit is the same as it was then as it is now it's available to me to you to mm -hmm. all of us in the tech team and people who will listen to this in the future that God desires to find that vessel that he can use, that he can pour into. You know, I love giving the illustration about when people say, man, I want to be used by God, I want to be used by God, you know, and they're, they're particularly overzealous, you know, but yet I, I believe that many of them are sincere, that they want to be used by God. Yeah. And then I begin to describe what, in very plain, simple language, a clean vessel and a dirty vessel. Nobody ever goes home from a hard day of work makes their favorite meal, reaches into the cupboard, or, in this case, the dirty dishwasher, <laughs> and takes out the dirtiest, gnarliest plate, spoon, fork, and cup, and take this amazing meal that was just made for you, and you place it on a dirty vessel. Mm. And then you enjoy your meal. No, no one does that. Mm -hmm. No one has ever done that. No one will ever, ever do that. You're looking for a clean paper plate, a brand new one out of the pantry, or yeah. you're going to get a brand new plate, a clean plate out of the cupboard with a spoon and a fork, you know, and, and the illustration of that is that God desires to use us and pour out his spirit, but he can only work with those vessels that are clean, hmm. with those vessels that he can use in a very simple way. You know, God desires to fill us with the Holy Spirit and use our lives, hmm. but he's looking for those vessels that are clean and usable. And, and, and that's where I believe we come in, where we have that opportunity, Lord, use me, use us, you know, send me into the game, you know, send me out there and I want to be used however that happens to be. It doesn't have to be that you're going to go down to the local shopping center and preach in the open air. It, it, however, that calling or whatever it is that Lord put upon your life, my life, other people's lives, it's all different and that's beautiful. It doesn't have to be the same. Nobody should aspire to be you or aspire to be me or anybody mm. else. You know, what has God called you to do? What are the gifts God has given you and the sphere that he <clears throat> has given you in that context? And God will use you um, in, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way, however it is 
that God will. See, God has a plan for our lives. Mm -hmm. And because he does have a plan, many of us are dying to know, like, Lord, where do you want me? Where should I be? You know, I can't figure this out. I don't think God ever intended for me or you to figure it out. Is that he does have a plan, so therefore I'm going to trust, as with everything else that I do in relationship in my relationship to God, that I'm just going to trust that he's going to put me where I need to be and that he does have a plan. And I don't need to worry about what that plan is because he already knows. Yeah. So therefore, it's his plan, not my plan. And, and I think all of those attributes and elements can only be seen and done in a person's life when you're abiding in Christ, as we're taught here at Calvary Chapel in John chapter 15, and as we submit ourselves and dying to ourselves. Pastor Rawls is always telling us all the time, before you can be used, you need to die to yourself. Mm. You need to completely, 100% die to yourself. And only then and then only can God use your life as you admit and know and realize that it's not my life. Yeah, it, It's his for me to be used. And I want to be that vessel every day that God can use. Because every day is a brand new day. Yeah. New opportunities for anything in all of us, you know, things in life, whatever that is. You as a dad, you as a husband. Mm. You know, you as my friend or you as a, a mentor and a leader in this ministry, mm. same for me, same for everybody, uh, all the leaders in, in our ministry, that God wants to use their lives. And, and he still does, which is really neat. And, and that will never end. Praise God. Yeah. I think one thing you talked about is um, makes me just think of like knowing your role. You know, God is the creator. He's the designer and everything. And your role is just to be a servant and just to do your part. You know, when it comes to like our team and, and the tech, you know, if you're on a camera, you know, you, you're you not like, yeah, we tell each other to help out in the mindset of like keep an eye out if there's other issues or whatever. But if you're on a camera, like focus on the camera. Like you don't have to like stress and worry about CG <laughs> or something ahead, something behind, like your, your roles of being a camera operator, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in our life when, you know, it, cause it can be stressful when you read a scripture like this and, and when you have a heart, like I do want to reach the world, but do with what God has given to you in front of you, you know? And then what that makes me think of is what you kind of also talked about is the vessel. It's like, that's all, that's the biggest part of your role is being a clean vessel. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to, you know, think of like, what's my 10 step plan of reaching the world? It's like, no, like be a clean vessel. You know, Psalms 119.9, you know, how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to according to the word? So like, it's the cleansing of the mind. It's reading his word. That's literally what's going to make you a clean vessel. That's literally what's going to allow God literally just to use you, you know? Um, one other thing you talked about is this whole authority aspect. And even the verse right before it, he says, it is not for you to know the times or seasons, which the father has put in his own authority. You know, it's God's authority. It's God's like, it's let him do the work, you know, and then you just be a clean vessel. You just give your will to his will and allow him, uh, to be that power to give you those abilities. And that's the key, and you just said it, which is that it has to be an act of surrender. That act of surrender is it it won't be by my authority or my abilities or my thinking or my rationale. However, God, you're the authority over my life. Yeah. uh, And then guess what? You know, now God has a a, a think of like a painter. Um, I don't know if you've ever painted anything in your life, but my daughter Hosanna recently took up painting, and she's actually really good at it. And she'll have me go with her to this art supply place in Brea or Fullerton or somewhere over there. And she'll buy this big giant white canvas, X number of size, you know, type situation. It's already all made for her. And then, you know, immediately you can't start using that thing and start painting with it. There's a process, you know, that there's, there's different steps that have to take place in order for you to start throwing color on it and and having and, and making something, whatever that vision is that she has in mind. Um, she'll take an empty white canvas and she'll apply this uh, particular, it looks like a paint, it's like a white type thing. I, I forget the proper technical term for it, but there's steps and there's a process. Yeah, you wouldn't have patience to do that. No, I have patience <laughs> to take her there and uh, try to assist her, but she's always telling me what I don't know and she'll tell me what she does know. And I'm like, I'm not of much help. I'm just going to drive her to the store. Uh, but I support her. 
then she actually is a really really good painter um she does a good job and um you know i i i believe with all my heart that we can be that clean white canvas that god's going to be like okay how, how am i going to use andy's life how am i going to use jessica's life Bo and you know our volunteers uh you know how am i going to use gainer's life you know that it they're they are this clean white canvas that okay i'm going to put her here mm. i'm going to put him there you know and like you said you know just to be faithful in those small areas whether it's somebody may think well i just run cameras or i just do cg or, or i just do shade you know like but what i do and what i contribute really isn't that much no you're wrong like you are where god wants you to be do it well you know and do it to the abilities that god has given you and you'll be faithful and mm. and you'll have great reward in that you know but again in verse 8 this is a great verse because we've heard pastor chuck teach this so many times Rawl teaches so many times you know and and this power that we need is is important it's vital mm. you know i have an electric car you know and if i don't plug that thing in you know i'm, I'm gonna have a problem luckily the car that i have has a technology where it can use both gas and power <laughs> but let's just say you had a tesla you know victor got a tesla so you know <laughs> if you don't charge that thing in and it runs out of juice like he's literally going to be stranded on the side of the road like you know and i think that can happen to any of us where we're operating in our flesh we're not operating in the power that god has already given us mm. It's there for us to receive and to take it and, and to use it in our lives. Then guess what? You know, I can have all the right words. I can have all the right planning. It's all in my flesh, you know, and then we struggle and all the other things go with it. And then we wonder, man, what happened, Lord? Mm. Like, Lord, you let us down. Like, that didn't work out very well. You know, we've all had those moments, you know. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I think everybody who's listening, you got to be honest. There are times where... We are in our flesh, you know, and people around us know the people who love us are the ones that suffer from it the worst, mm. you know, because they see the way that we really are, you know. So, you know, those things should convict us and those things should bring us to a place where, no, I, I need to treat people the way that God would want me to, to love on them the way God does. Why? Because he loves me unconditionally. You know, he provides for me unconditionally. You know, he does everything for me unconditionally, and I don't even appreciate those things. Mm. You know, and I think when it comes to us being used in ministry, it really starts at home. You know, it's the second time I've said that. You know, the ministry at home is so important. Mm. You know, and then the fruit, the natural flow of all of that will be somebody who loves God and loves to see how God wants to use other people. I know that's my heart. I know that's your heart. Like, we want God to use the people who are here. Yeah. You know, I love to see new people come in. And the next thing you know, they've moved on to a different aspect of our ministry. And then the next thing you know, like, I see the dude on the switch. Okay, now I'm really in my heart stopping now because I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, please tell me this person's trained. Like, I'm going to have yeah. a heart attack right now, you know. And... um you know, that that's just how the Lord works. And he, he trains up these people and he uses them. How? Because he fills them with his Holy Spirit. Like, mm. you know, you and I both have tried doing ministry in the flesh. You know, how well did that work out? You know, not good. It's tiring. <laughs> you strive. Yeah. You know, anybody who's listening right now, yeah, I said it's strive. Striving's bad. Think of it just like you're walking uphill in the wind. Like, that's bad. Yeah. You're struggling. You're using every ounce of authority and effort and mind, ability, smarts, natural intellect to make things happen. That that you're struggling. It's hard. It's really hard to do anything like that. You know, apply that to being a husband or a dad or just a person for sure. But how about this? But how about when I don't have to strive and everything's just flowing naturally? Why? Because my life's right with God. I'm in the word. I, I know when God's speaking to me, I know something I need to pray about more. I, I, I'm wise to like not to agree to everything that comes my way. I, I need to have peace with that. I need to get Rawl on board with those things or Dale on board with those things. And then if God is in it, guess what? We get green lights after green lights after green lights. And then the next thing you know, boom, we're showing something in the sanctuary. And where was it birthed? You know, God put it upon our heart, mm -hmm. somebody's heart within our ministry to do something, whatever that happens to be. And the next thing you know, you're like, okay, that was the Lord. That was not us. That was mm -hmm. not me. You know, and the moment we start taking credit, forget it. 
Hmm. You know, we're done. Yeah. Because that's just your flesh. And God wants to bless those things that he loves. But I also know that God won't bless the things that he hates. Hmm. And one of the things that God hates, and we all know this from Scripture, is our pride. When our pride gets in the way, I'm not filled with the Spirit. I'm the toughest person to deal with. My wife will tell you I'm the toughest person to deal with. You know, we kid around a lot around here, and we call her the boss. You know, uh -huh. but in reality, like, she really knows me better than anybody, and she yeah. knows. But she's beautiful to me, even though I don't deserve it. Like, today, by the way, is my uh, wedding anniversary. Dang. And uh, she beat me to it, and she told me this morning. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah, we got married a long time ago. I'm old. Long. A long, the 1993. <laughs> when were you born? 94. 94. So, <laughs> uh, a year before you were born, uh, I got married. That's how old I am. 20 years ago. So, long time Wait, ago. I'm 27. 27, yeah. Sorry. I almost and, you up. Um, I'm 26. <laughs> I don't know. What I do know is that it's been a blessing, and I can tell you that there are plenty of times that I, I wasn't filled with the Spirit as I should, and operating in my flesh, thought I was in the Spirit, but the reality of it is, is that when you really take an examination of that, you're like, ah, okay, this is where you messed up. This is where you weren't submitting to God. This is where you weren't praying enough. This is when you were doing things in your flesh. And we, her and I both could say that about ourselves. And I'm not ashamed of it only because, um, because I, I, I hope that somebody will listen. You know, and you know me, like I always, if you'll listen, I'll try to, I'll try to bring some wisdom to the plate, whatever the subject might be. I'll try. And only because of my failures, you know, so I like to try to use my failures as opportunities for people not to make the same mistakes. But isn't that true? When we read the Bible, it's filled with failures mm. and they're all examples. Man's issues, huh? <laughs> yeah. And it's all filled with examples of ways and things that we could avoid, but yet we don't listen. We're stubborn, <laughs> you know, and then that's why we got to read it 20 times. And then we're like, I never knew it said that. <laughs> Like, well, what do you mean? I thought you read to the Bible all these times. I never <laughs> knew it said that. Like, you know, the Lord's, um, because of the Holy Spirit, will, you know, illuminate my heart and my mind, and I'll understand Scripture better for mm. sure. That's a different topic and subject. But but this is a great subject, Cam, and, and I think we all need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, because when we do, guess what? You have that dunamis power. Yeah. You know, you, you see it in a person's eye when they come up with an idea or something that will help improve the ministry. You know, and it doesn't always have to be ministry-related. We love hearing from people about how things are going with their lives and things that they're going through, and we love praying with guys and trying to encourage them to keep moving forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing, too, is, like, again, from the beginning, the Holy Spirit being your helper. You know, everything you go through, you know, we, we talk a lot about ministry and, and events and things of that nature, but, you know, one of the first and most important ministries we have is our family. And we hear from a lot of the team and we hear from each other of, man, this is a struggle with my family. This is hard, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think 100% is you apply the same thing is, hey, the Holy Spirit's with you. It's a promise, you know, that you'll be a witness to them. You know, we talk about the city, which is, as a church sense, is, okay, it's Diamond Bar. Cities around it is, you know, Chino, Chino Hills, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, within you and your family, the city that you're in is your family, you know, is, you know, whether you live with your parents or you, you have your own family or, you know, and then your extended family, your cousins, your aunts, uncles, mm -hmm. those are what when the Holy Spirit comes in your life. He wants you to be a witness to, to them. Right. And like to be a light to them. And, you know, that's what we're promised is we're promised the Holy Spirit and he will give us the ability to be that light uh, unto them. And so, I mean, I think to everyone listening to the team, you know, ministry, yeah, it, it's it's something we're called to be a part of. But as far as Calvary Golden Springs, but then you have your ministry at home. You have a ministry with your family and your friends, your cousins. Um, I love how Raul always brings up, you know, being at the gas station, going, getting a burrito You've been with him a lot of times. I've seen it a few times where it's like, you know, he's being a witness to them when, you know, he's ordering tacos. You know, he's loving mm -hmm. on them, and and then somehow he witnesses to them, and mm -hmm. it's it's crazy. But it's because of the spirit, right? Yeah, no, he's you're so right. So filled with the spirit. I was with Rob one time, and we were at a Mexican place in Pomona, and this older gentleman walked up to him with the most affectionate love in his voice in his body language and his tone greeting Raul calling him Raulito 
And I've never heard anybody call him that. And this guy <laughs> greeted him like a loving father. And I was very curious to who was this guy, you know, when he walked away from the table and he got his food and he left the restaurant and Raul and I were still eating. He goes, oh, that's the guy at the car wash. I was like, what the heck? The guy <laughs> at the car wash. Like he had this what? amazing affection for him. How did that happen? Yeah. The guy at the car wash. That's like, insane. You know, and he goes, no, no, no. I've been like witnessing to that guy for years. I come here and do Bible studies for them sometimes and what? stuff. He goes, you know, I love those guys, all those guys, like all the Mexican workers and all <laughs> everybody who's there. Like, and when this guy saw him, Cam, he was glowing, like, That's cool. like, like almost like my pastor, like this wow. this guy who he loved and respected. You know, and it blew my mind just wow. the, that relationship that he had with somebody who normally none of us would have a relationship with a guy with the car wash. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he put himself out there and made himself available. Why? Because Raul was filled with the Holy Spirit and saw yeah. that these guys need to be witnessed to, you know? So it was pretty cool for me to, and I've never even told him, like, that profound effect it had on me. Mm. And asked myself, like, do I have those kind of relationships where I'm open to being used by God wherever he has me or you or any of the, of the team, wherever they might be? You know, that people would see that something's different about us. And mm. that can only be by being that witness, as you said. You know, being a witness is not a choice. Mm. When you look at that scripture in its proper form and context, it's going to happen. You know, mm. you're going to be, it, God, Jesus doesn't say, you know, if you want to be a witness. No, it says when, you oh. know, when you are that witness, you know, and the best. You know, the, the best proof of that is you just see it in somebody's life. You know, yeah. you, you see how they, they live their life and you know it's somebody who you can ask a legitimate question to or you ask them to do something and they'll do it with a smile. Yeah. You know, rather than grudging, you know, and they're dragging their knuckles down the hallway because, you know, you ask somebody to do something, you know. It's so, but anyways, um, those are just cool insights. Yeah, I think we hit on that a little bit, but I'm going to go back again. It's cool because... You know, it's not that you have to come up with a 10-step plan of how to reach the guy at the car wash. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, there's practical aspects, you know, that Rawl brings up is, you know, he loves bringing up the whole aspect of how he met and made relationships with the guys who he served with. You know, oh, I brought him hot sauce, you know. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely practical sides of it, too. But you don't have to come up with these, like, crazy ideas. Mm -hmm. You don't have to read books on how to reach your family because if you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be a witness, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's a cool thing is I think a lot of us can feel the pressure of man I, and the real heart of man. I want to see my family saved, mm -hmm. but just be filled with the spirit. That's it. Yeah, I think the question that I, I think we need to ask everybody on the team right now is that do you want to be a witness? Do you want to be a witness? And, and only, you know, the guys and the girls can answer that for themselves because if they do but if they do want to be a witness then the prerequisite in that verse is that you need to be filled mm. if you're going to be a witness then you need to be filled with the holy spirit otherwise if you turn that around well my desire is to be a witness but being filled with the spirit is secondary in my life then that's when the striving takes place and that's yeah. where jealousy takes place and you see other people being used but I'm not being used and I'm envious of that and my eyes have been taken off, you know, what God would want them to be on. And then now my eyes are on people. I'm ultra critical of every single person, you know, and they have nicer hair than me. They got a better job than I do. And they got more money than I do. And who knows what? I mean, the enemy will just use that to no extent. So I think we have to answer that question. You know, do we want to be a witness? You know, do we want to, because we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit if that's the case, mm. you know, and then as we are, then God will give you those opportunities to be that witness here in your own life at home, Jerusalem, and then outside of home, which will be those other spheres, right? The, yeah. the Judeas and the Samarias and, and, and things of that nature. But I, we can't be effective, and we will never, and this is good, you'll never be effective, neither will I, if we are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, I've gone through some tough times in my life, unfortunately, things, Cameron, that I'm really super not proud of at all. And I, and I have somebody ask me point blank, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Mm. And dude, my answer was no. You know, and it explained bad decisions that I had made. Oh. Yeah, and it was a direct result of my relationship with God, you know, striving and everything else. 
you know, but here's the great thing is that, you know, everybody in the team, you know, we can, we can desire to be that witness every day, dying to ourselves, mm -hmm. saying, Lord, use me. I want to be used. Yeah. Lord, you said in Psalm 26, two, that I should test, test and, 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 and to see whether or not there's anything in my heart that's not right. Yeah. You know, and therefore, Lord, I'm, I'm just confessing I'm a great sinner, but I am in great need of you, you know, and I need your help and I can't lead one person or a whole team mm. or be effective in my little job that I have or big job that I have. You know, there's people who are in part of this ministry where they probably have a job where they would say, well, my job's really not that important. I drive a truck or I work at a desk or I push paper. No, <laughs> that's not true at all. Mm. You are what God has you to be strategically for a reason yeah. for such a time as this. You know, God has me where I'm at right now. It wasn't my choice, but this was God's choice. Same for you. Yeah. You know, and you and I talk a lot about that, you know, where we should be, where, where God has us. And we're not going to move and do anything until God directs us otherwise. You know, um, no matter how hard it gets, mm. people want to give up as a Christian. No matter how hard it may be sometimes in ministry, people feel like you want to give up. That's not an option. You know, I, I'll never let you do that. You'll never let me do that. But yet you'll know and recognize, and I'll know and recognize when God has called you to do something else, then we'll know because we're filled with the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit has come upon us to know, like, man, the Lord is leading you to do whatever that happens to be, something big, something small. It doesn't happen to be. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's, you know, I'm going to, further my relationship with my girl and I'm going to marry her or I'm going to buy a house or I'm going to have children or, you know, or God's calling me to do something specific in ministry. That's fine. Those are great. However, the prerequisite of being that witness is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. Um, clicking into witness here on Blue Letter Bible is right here. I like this. It says in an ethical sense, uh, those who after his example, have proved the strength and genuineness of their faith in Christ by undergoing a violent death. Well, that's pretty, that's a crazy ending, but yeah, <laughs> that's definitely like giving yourself, I mean, giving everything a violent death. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Mm -hmm. But prove the strength and his genuineness of their faith. You know, um, as you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're just, you're made into an example of God's strength and God's genuine, genuineness you know, and the faith that you have in him, it just comes out, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, like if you're driving a truck, you're pushing papers, pushing mm -hmm. a pencil, you know, the strength and the genuineness of your faith will be shown, you know, the people around you will see it, mm -hmm. you know, it's nothing you have to strive and you don't have to put something crazy on your desk, like Christianese, you don't have to have worship songs super loud, like mm -hmm. obviously you can and you probably want to. <laughs> have those decorations sure. or whatever, but it's not like a striving sense that you have to come to this place of what's, what's the steps to make, to, to reach these people around you. There's mm -hmm. practical things for sure, but no, for sure. there's not like, you don't have the pressure to have to come up with those things. Yeah. Holy spirit. And I think sure. when a person is filled with the spirit, you begin to see and recognize that what's described oftentimes in the new Testament is that we're to be a slave we're to be a servant. And, you know, a, a lot of times here we're poured into by um, our assistant pastor here, uh, Dale Goddard, where he describes very simply that when people start treating you like you're a slave and a servant, then no, because you are one, mm. you know, and when that does occur, that's a good thing. When people treat you in such a way where you feel like, man, I'm offended. No, <laughs> we're here to serve Christ. We're here to do God's will you know, whatever that happens to be. And as, as a end result of that, I'm an under rower, mm. you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, that position of an under rower is, could be somebody today who's listening to this and they're like, I, I have a job where I just feel like I'm going nowhere. I'm just rowing, I'm rowing, I'm rowing and I'm going nowhere. And I'm using all this energy. I'm young. My days are going by. I'm getting older. You know, Lord, what do you have for me? No, just be faithful in what it is that God has for you. And God will know and he does know when it's time for you to move on, whatever that happens to be. Um, my, my youngest daughter, Hosanna, she's went into the workforce a few years ago. And it's really cool because she's being used in a great way at her job. And even this past week, she's been moved around to two different like management type positions within mm -hmm. the store. And I just keep reminding her, you know, God wants to use your life. You know, and she's, yeah, but it's just a little retail job. Like, I go, well, yeah, it may be, but that's where God has you for now. And 
you give God your best and the results will come on their own. Just yeah. be that under rower, be that servant, be willing to be used by God, however the task is, small or big. And that's the same for any of us. Mm. No matter how big or small that task might be, when you have that mindset as a leader that I just want to be used and Lord, put me where you may, whatever position in the ministry, whatever position at work in my life, help me to be content and help me to know this is where you have me to be. And, and if this isn't where you have me to be because you're putting something else on my heart, then I'm going to put that to prayer and wait for God to answer that prayer before I move on and do something that could potentially hurt me or my family or somebody else. So I think those things are all attributes of a mature Christian, of somebody who just knows that I, I need to take a real super humble approach to my relationship with God and my relationships to others and value relationships with others for sure. But at the same time, too, just know that I'm not in charge. Hmm. I can't do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I one time gave an illustration to somebody um, when it comes to power is ignoring the fuel gauge on your car. So all of our cars are built um, with this beautiful technology that it has a light on the instrumentation panel that tells us when you're low on fuel, <laughs> you know. But if you want to be that guy or that girl who says, I'm going to do things on my own and I'm going to ignore God's warnings, um, using that illustration, then just ignore the fuel light and then call me when the end result occurs yeah. and then tell me what happens. You're going to be in the middle of the freeway. Everybody's honking at you. You're stressed out. Life's falling apart. You yeah, ran the fuel out light's of, there to help you. <laughs> you ran out of gas. Why? Because I'm stubborn and I want to do things my own way and I want to ignore natural law <laughs> you know natural law has an effect well the same is when we follow god's law yeah there's a beautiful flow that will happen out of my life when that happens and guess what i'll be a blessing to others i want to serve others i'm not looking to be served but i want to serve others yeah. however that happens to be you know what and then when that warning light comes on god always gives us warning lights all the time in every area of my life your mm -hmm. life like, hey, you know, you went too far. A little warning light came on, you know, or whatever those things are. But ignore that warning light, and guess yeah. what? It's a disaster. Yeah. You know, and that's the same for us. You know, when we're not seeking God's spirit upon our lives and the things we say and do and how we live our lives, guess what? The warning lights are there. You ignore them. Then why why are you so surprised? Mm. You know, and that's a hard truth, but why are we so surprised? Every time I've ever failed, I know why. You know, because yeah. I'm going about things in my flesh. I'm going about things the wrong way. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is that when we do things God's way, by God's law, and I love his law, his word, and then I'm going to meditate on it according to Psalm chapter 1, day and night, hmm. and in its season, I will see fruit. Why? Because in that text, that tree is in the rivers of water where it feeds off the Holy Spirit. And then the fruit of that is that there will be fruit in its seasons mm. you know and guess what when that tree takes root and it's in the ground and it's rooted it won't be moved so when we go ahead and apply that scripture from the gospel and believe it's in matthew where it talks about the storms of life come our way and we won't be so easily uprooted we'll be able to weather those storms why because god's power is with me upon me helping me in every area of my life mm. and as a net result I'm going to weather those storms, whatever those things happen to be, because it's not always everything in ministry is perfect. You know, ministry is in, in the context of doing ministry in this building, but also outside of this building, that's ministry as well. And people don't understand that. Mm. They think, you know, ministry is I got to quit my job and go work at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs. No, it's not. You know, ministry is your life. Yeah. It's how you live your life every single day, wherever it is that God has you. Um, so I think a result of all of that, and I'm kind of all over the board, but the reality of it is, is that when we're rooted and grounded in God's word, we've got our priorities that Jesus is central to all that I do, mm. all that I say, then God can use me and he can fill me with his spirit. And it will be evident in my life that the decisions that I make, you know, um, whether or not I'm really, I'm loving on people and giving people grace and giving, showing them mercy as God does us every single day, mm. then guess what? You know, you'll, you'll be that witness how? Because I was and I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't want that question ever asked to me again. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And I know mm -hmm. the answer is no. That's embarrassing. That's yeah. a place of humility where you just feel like you feel like junk, mm. you know, and you're just like, that's not good at, at all. So I think the good news, and this is great, is that God's word 
is faithful. His promises are true. Whether it's from Genesis all the way to Revelation, that when God speaks and he means what he says, and you can take those promises and even pray those promises out, like, Lord, you said that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit, that you would give me this power, then he will. Mm -hmm. And he definitely will. God desires to do a good work in our lives. And as he desires to do a good work in our lives, the Bible says that we should also pray for the best of those spiritual gifts as well that will please him. Mm. So our life is not about pleasing us. It's about pleasing him. Yeah. And it will definitely start right here, as you said, foundational verse, great verse is verse eight, you know, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And here's the second part. And we've already talked about this a lot. And you shall be what a witness to who, to me, Jesus, and where in the other areas of our lives, wherever those things are to the end of the earth until we're here on this earth. Yeah. It's only here on this earth cam that we can know God. Hmm. It's only here on this earth that we get to read this manual that God gave us this, this, this poetry that God gave us that speaks of his great love for me and for you that only here on earth that we get to learn about God and we get to apply these things. Hmm. And then one day we're all going to graduate. However, that may be and uh, be with the Lord. So uh, this is an amazing text. I'm really glad you picked this verse today, but I, I really do just want to encourage all of us to die to ourselves, to die to ourselves and just to live for him and see how God will use our lives. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you or I can't tell, you know, Matt or Luis or Juan, this is exactly what God's going to do in their lives. I, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know. Yeah. But I know that God knows. Yeah. And because I know that God knows, then I know he has a plan and his plans are never wrong. They're always right. Yeah. You know, but are we in a place where we can hear God speaking to us? Yeah. You know, um, I, I read a book a long time ago and I highly recommend this book for anybody who wants to do ministry. And it's a book called So Send I You by Oswald Chambers. And he talks about the calling of God in, in, in a person's life. And he uses the illustration of going to like an art gallery. And, uh, and you can relate to this very easy. So you go to an art gallery and you look at a fine piece of art on the wall, but you don't know what's so great about it. You can't see what the artist saw and you just can't see it. And you're just like, I just see a canvas with a bunch of paint on it and I don't understand why it's so great. I don't see the vision that they had. I don't understand it at all, but the artist does. Yeah. And that's really with our calling. I know what calling is on my life. It doesn't need to be understood by anybody other than me or the person who's listening to this, it just, that's what matters the most is that God has shown us and God will show us what that calling is and that we're to stay faithful with that calling, even though we think that the current calling is something that may not be all that glamorous or, yeah. or all that, you know, I'm not this major social media influencer or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, whatever the things that we desire don't matter, but the reality of it is, is that is that God has a plan and he has a design and it only needs to matter to, to, to people, the Lord and yourself, mm. you know, it doesn't matter what I think or what you think or anything else of that nature, because God is speaking and he still is speaking and he still does desire to pour into us. But are we that clean vessel that God can use? And yeah. are we humble enough to just die to ourselves every day? Dying to ourselves every day is hard, man. It just is. Why? Because we're stubborn. And in the Spanish language, you would say a burro. It's a donkey. Like, we're just donkey. Donkeys don't move. They're stubborn, right? They dig their heels into the ground. Gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've dug my heels into the ground and just made things so hard, you know. And I, I just don't want that for me. I don't want that for you or anybody else. And you know that. I, I talk about a lot of things like that with all of us and just trying to teach us those lessons. But what a great subject today. Yeah. You know, this uh, podcast is to the team. And, you know, the team is is made up of volunteers, made up of staff, but it is made up of people, you know, who the Holy Spirit has brought and in, in, you know, to be a team, to be in unity. But what's so cool and we talked about a lot is it's made up of individuals that the Lord, you know, and the Holy Spirit has brought and he's just doing a work in. What's crazy so is that you started this uh, podcast by talking about how. The Lord is showing you the different pieces of the puzzle and how God has done it from years ago all the way till now. Yeah. You know, now this is another piece of the puzzle about yeah. how God is just bringing all of this to a place of dependency upon him yeah. and not upon ourselves. You know, as a, as an overseer of, of tech, 
sometimes I get worried when I think about how old certain things are or things are going to fail at some point, you know, and I just need to stop worrying about those things and just know that it's not my ministry. It's not yours. Mm. It's not anybody else's. It's, work, it's yeah. God's. His work will always be done regardless of the vessel, yeah. you know, and I just look forward to whatever it is that God's going to do in the future because I know that he's not going to stop his doing ministry and, you know, he'll use some of us differently than others, but all equally the same and important. Yeah. Cool, huh? Yeah. So, you know, guys, just be encouraged. Um, be encouraged that the Holy Spirit is a promise that he will come and help you. Be encouraged that um, as you want to reach the world, as God's shown us that we want to reach the world, he'll do it very simply just through his spirit, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, getting up to Mount Everest is literally one step at a time. Reaching the world is just one step at a time by his spirit. Um, you become a clean vessel, and that's it. You know, it is hard to die to self every day, like we said, but that's literally all we have to do. <laughs> that's all we have mm-hmm. to do. So um, thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you guys were blessed. Um, stay tuned. A lot more stuff coming to the team, uh, YouTube channel, podcast on Spotify, and um, I'm sure there'll be more stuff to come as the Lord shows us. Praise so, God. Excited. Thank you, guys.